When it's time to give a truly special gift to that special someone in your life, why not turn to a jeweler you can trust? Solomon Brothers Jewelers is a family-owned business that's earned Atlanta's trust for decades with high quality, low prices, and the largest selection. Solomon Brothers has thousands of wedding bands, engagement rings, and loose diamonds in stock. Shop Solomon Brothers online at SolomonBrothers.com, SolomonBrothers.com, or stop by stores with locations in Buckhead or Alpharetta and experience the best. On another exciting edition of Animation Deliberation, San Diego Comic-Con 2022 has happened and lots of animation news came out from that event. We'll be right back to discuss that after some ads we have no say over whatsoever. When it's time to give a truly special gift to that special someone in your life, why not turn to a jeweler you can trust? Solomon Brothers Jewelers is a family-owned business that's earned Atlanta's trust for decades with high quality, low prices, and the largest selection. Solomon Brothers has thousands of wedding bands, engagement rings, and loose diamonds in stock. Shop Solomon Brothers online at SolomonBrothers.com, SolomonBrothers.com, or stop by stores with locations in Buckhead or Alpharetta and experience the best. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. 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 All right, folks, welcome back to Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action, animation, and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. My name is Jay Scotty Sinclair. I'm Zuhair Ali. And I am Andrew Rogers. I'm back. Woo! We've got the the trio here for the first time in a while. Andrew, you have uh, made some life changes since the last time you were on the mic. Do you care to share that with the people? Yeah. Um, last time most of you heard from me would have been almost a month ago now. And I kind of mentioned that I was getting ready to move. So I wasn't going to be here. And I went from New York to California. So it was a humongous move that's why i disappeared for so long most of you probably know that moves are stressful and you know moving across country is just as much but i'm here now i unfortunately miss comic-con but i was thinking about whether or not i could get tickets during the move i was actually debating all right do i make a detour to san diego but it's a little far for me i'm in the la area but uh i'm excited to be back and all of this news was like okay i have to come back i need to be here this week Let's do it. Let's be excited. So I'm back for hopefully good for a little while. So, uh, yeah, happy. And I'm glad you guys could do such a good job without me. I missed a couple of the episodes, but I was able to at least listen to one of them. And you did did all the good things. Oh, look at you living in L.A. I'm in L.A. <laughs> now. All right. I'll say I'm in Pasadena. It's more Big Bang Theory than it is, you know, Hollywood. So we'll take what we can get. But already in my first weekend, I ate at a restaurant that the actor who played Bail Organa also ate at. So we're already living the dream here. It's great tacos in LA. So what did they have like a photo of Jimmy Smith's on the wall from the time he visited there? Or was he there at the same time as you? No, they just had a photo on the wall. I, I couldn't okay, have been that right lucky, on. but it was, it was a Puerto Rican <laughs> restaurant. It was delicious. I was in North Hollywood. Okay. You know, for sure. Random yeah. LA things. Well, LA. That's right. Yeah. Uh, good to have you back. And yeah. Um, we definitely missed you. We only missed one episode while you were gone. So those that, you know, check the feed regularly, we apologize for not being around last week, but Zuhair was doing some traveling of his own and we just couldn't make it happen. But I, for one, was kind of thankful for the reprieve so that we could come back and, uh, cover all this news with all the gusto because there's a lot to cover. Yeah. Comic-Con. 
Comic Con was insane. Were either of you actually like ear to the wall, keeping up with the news, or were you doing it after the fact? Saturday, the first part of the day, I was able to kind of have my finger on the pulse for a good while and see things as they were coming out. But that was really the it was probably like a three hour window that that was possible. Everything after that, I had to find out about afterwards or through YouTube videos or, you know, the various media outlets out there. What about you? I mean, I was in and out for most of the weekend, but I will say on Saturday at whatever time it was, five, six o'clock, uh, I was just sitting on Twitter hitting the refresh button for a solid hour while the Marvel news was coming out. If any of you follow us on Twitter, it was just retweet after retweet after retweet out of me because I was like, the people need to know if they're not keeping up, they need to find out somehow we're turning ourselves into a news network. But it was nerdy, but it was great at the time because I was not expecting Marvel to do as much as they did in that panel. I was expecting like Mm. two trailers and a couple actors show up. I was not expecting all the things that we got. And, you know, we only have to talk about the animation and there's a lot to talk about. There's so much going on in the Marvel and DC and comic book world in general. It's a great time to be on this, but it's way too much to keep track of. Yeah, I was with um, the host of our sibling podcast, Source Pages, uh, Haley and Brian, and I just kept going to 80s Instagram. It's like, oh, look what's up, look what's up, look what's up. Just going through the story on that of everything you reshared. And it got away from me, and I think I reshared like 30 things between the Instagram and the Twitter. So it was was (laughs) was a a lot. lot. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's fitting that this is the first year we've we've been able to really do like animation coverage from San Diego Comic-Con because I know Marvel's made announcements in years past, but if I'm not mistaken, like the animation announcements were kind of like the precursor to everything else that we found out about the, the MCU. Like, I think they had a full day where they just said, we're going to devote today to all of our animation announcement announcements rather. Yeah. They had a panel. I think it was on Friday night. And a ton of the animators mm, yeah. were there. Um, Andy Park, who does a lot of the concept art, they were there. It was it was a really great little event that I got to see some of the recaps of. And like, I joke about it, but San Diego Comic Con might be in the cards next year because this this much excitement. I need to go once. Uh, let's just get media access to whoever the San Diego Comic Con gods are out there. If you're listening, can uh-huh. you just send that our way, and I, I'll I'll be happy to you know take all sorts of notes and let everyone know what's happening day in and day out. You were so excited. You hit your mic, but that's, that's did, did that come through? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I saw Zuhair is just bewildered. Look like what the hell was that? Yeah, noise? Cause I didn't have the video. I was, I was up on my browser and had the video, but it sort of gong. I was like, when do we start using a soundboard? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> well uh, yeah. Speaking to Marvel's slate, their Friday night, animation preview that they had Zuhair I know you mentioned that we got some feedback from a listener that was very excited about one of the announcements that we already knew a little bit about but definitely got more details on in this this Marvel panel yeah right away we got an excited email from Andre Sparks hey guys I have been online talking to people about the show and wanted to get your opinion I think they are confusing or tricking people by saying this is in the MCU I think this is now a different universe. 
it's the animated MCU universe, not our MCU live-action universe, or maybe something will happen in a future movie to change Peter's past. Like the character list for this show that's supposedly in the MCU is crazy. Can't wait to see what you think, Andre. I suppose we should also preface and say um, the subject line of his email was Spider-Man freshman year. <laughs> we didn't actually yeah. say what that email was pertaining to, but he was specifically talking about freshman year uh, in that email. Which is yes. exactly what we're going to talk about now. Yep. Due to come out in 2024, I don't know if we got a, spe- a more specific date than that. Did we? Did they say a season or month? Yeah, just 2024, right? Yeah, that one's so far out. It was just 2024. Yeah. And I'll give the quick news rundown before we totally dive into the thoughts. Uh, this one is going to be about Peter Parker, just like we said. And he mentioned that there was the character list, his journey starting with Norman Osborn, Doctor Strange, and Daredevil, who was confirmed to be voiced by Charlie Cox in this show, with other notable friends of Harry Osborn, Amadeus Cho, and a couple of the Runaways, with villains being in the realm of Doc Ock, Rhino, Scorpion, and a slew of others that I didn't recognize from the photos, but there were many others. And like he's kind of talking about, this does conflict with the MCU, and they didn't really say anything about that at Comic-Con, so I I suppose that's where the conversation starts. Yeah, the other part of the news that I recall is that it also got renewed for a second season, so they already obviously have a lot of faith in it, but so we've got Spider-Man freshman year, and the follow-up season will be called Spider-Man sophomore year, and that's where it really started to click to me that this might not be connected to the... MCU Prime, uh, for lack of a better term. I know Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness designated as 616, but I'm not 100% ready to sign on to that. I think that might have just been 838's designation for it, uh, but we can have that conversation later. But yeah, the fact that the second season would be sophomore year, my understanding of the MCU timeline, and, and you know, as it's become larger and more sprawling and more movies and more characters have been included, the timeline has become a little more loose and people are able to question and poke holes in it. But I always thought that homecoming took place during his sophomore year. So that civil war would have taken place between his freshman and sophomore year. So if we know this second season is going to be including all these characters, not to mention just the mention of Norman Osborn. If you've seen no way home, he looked like he'd never encountered Norman Osborn before. Right? Yeah. So that's where I'm I have from. an explanation. Okay, I'll let you, you go first. So this article came out three hours ago from the time of this recording, which now that we have to specify East Coast even more, 656 <laughs> Eastern on July 28th. Talking to comicbook.com, the producer, Brad Winderbaum, explained that this story will play out in an alternate reality similar to what we saw from What If last year. It follows the pattern that you see in Captain America Civil War, Winterbomb started. Down to Peter getting the broken Blu-ray player from the trash, he walks into his apartment for the famous moment where Tony Stark is waiting for him to offer him the Stark internship and take him to Berlin. But because of things that happen in the multiverse and because of new random occurrences, it's not Tony Stark who's waiting for him there. It's Norman Osborn, and that sends his life into an unexpected trajectory that collides him with the many unexpected characters in the Marvel Universe. Ah, okay. Well, that pretty much answers it as well as Andre's question. (laughs) Yeah, and that's exactly what I was thinking it was going to be because we also had that whole first meeting of Doctor Strange in outer space and first meeting of Daredevil as a really good lawyer. 
to suddenly have these be characters in the show during the freshman year and no mention of MJ or Ned, but instead, you know, Harry Osborn, it felt like it had to be different. But I think the big reason that was, and the big confusion on a lot of people's part is when they first announced this at Disney plus day, it was said, this is going to be part of the MCU. This is the Spider-Man origin story. And now I think since then, cause that was, roughly six months ago, they actually sat down in a writer's room and went, hang on, there's only six months between when he was bit by the spider and when Tony Stark finds him. In that six Mm -hmm. months, he doesn't have any friends that know. He doesn't fight any major bad guys because he mentions in Homecoming that uh, Adrian Toomes is his first big bad guy. So what would the show have really been if it was in that six months where we don't know what was going on? So I think it was just them having to pivot and instead, okay, let's do this as an alternate universe. I still don't totally know if I actually believe that because look at what What If did to us. And they Mm -hmm. said that was an alternate universe or several alternate universes. And then next thing you know, it's coming together and crossing over. They could very well lie. They didn't lie. But they could be holding the Iwatu <laughs> card in their back pocket if they need to do something with that or whatever the case may be, because this could be a way to introduce Miles Morales or something along those lines. So I don't think they're, they were intentionally tricking people. I think it was just said at the time, and I don't even know if Disney confirmed that or if that was just the article speculating, oh, this is going to be a origin story, like... I like where they're going with it, though, because I think it almost would have been too boring to have something about our Peter that we already just know way, way too much about. Yeah, and in something like this, like you can have that story of him meeting Norman Osborn instead and still have the flashback of the origin story, because if everything has been the same up until then, he could have still gotten the powers the same way and you could still share that story without having to, like, affect the quote unquote prime timeline too much. I mean, it would have been cool if it was like at least like, I don't know, freshman in college or something like that. Or, But that is a great point and a great thing to understand that it is like six months and like he was just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man for that time. I was just going to say, I, I could totally see a scenario where they, when they originally announced it on Disney Plus Day, they intended for it to be his origin story and maybe take place only within that six months. But I know for myself and from what I've heard from a lot of different people and just growing up, like I fell in love with Spider-Man with that original nineties animated series. And Spider-Man has always had a lot of success with his animated series. So to limit themselves to just that time period and only one season, I think they kind of like retroactively realized, Ooh, this is probably a mistake. We don't need to pigeonhole ourselves or limit ourselves to these time constraints. And uh, the project probably just adapted and evolved as, as it came along. Yeah, and have either of you seen the images that actually came out from the animation panel about this? Because Mm-mm. they are pulling old school comic stuff, and I love it that he's going to have like multiple suits, and they remind mm-hmm. me kind of like, of like the old Adam West Batman, where it's like this is my underwater suit, and it's all blue, and he has a snorkel, and like Spider Man has a similar one, and he has one with wings, so it feels like it's going to be in the vein of those old 80s and 90s animated cartoon style with the more modern touches that we've kind of figured out how to tell a better story. And I I agree, it's going to be something interesting, new, fresh. And I know there were some people online complaining like it's not in the MCU, I don't care. Well, 
at what point do you care? Because there's other things we're going to talk about <laughs> on this list that aren't MCU that I'm super excited about as well, just from Marvel. So if you're going to be a yeah, skip the fan, show and be just as confused as you were when there was a Captain Carter and Doctor Strange. <laughs> there you go. Like you're 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 just missing out by letting limiting yourself on good content like your loss. Couldn't have said that better. If that's your thoughts, they're probably not even listening to the show anyway, so I'm going <laughs> to smack talk you as much as I want. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on Spider-Man freshman year? More Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. That's. I hate to gloss over that. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Charlie Cox returning as Daredevil. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, he just really has yeah. fallen in love with that role. So it feels like any chance they give him, whether it be live action, animated, or, you know, in Spider-Man or what if, I think he's going to say, yeah, I'll do it. Let me just keep being Matt Murdock. Whenever people share that notion, it always reminds me of how he was um, he was auditioning for the solo movie. And like he couldn't even do his audition because he trained himself to not look at people for the Daredevil role so hard that like he couldn't maintain eye contact for solo because he was in character all the time and had to practice that all the time. So it's like this, this guy's meant for this. Just let him write it out. <laughs> Honestly, Give him all the opportunities. <laughs> if you told me Charlie Cox was blind, I would believe it. He does such a good job in that TV show of just carrying the way in which he follows sounds, but doesn't follow them directly is mm-hmm. it's beautiful. The little ear twitches just, yeah, I mean, you can't see what I'm doing, but <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, you know, had their like stand and applaud moments for Spider-Man No Way Home, but seeing Charlie Cox first appear when he caught that brick that was thrown through the window, that was my moment that I was so grateful that I didn't have spoiled for me. So yeah, just having him come back and all these different appearances is really exciting. But, uh, you know, here on Animation Deliberation, we discuss animation, so had to had to highlight that. And I really like the design for the suit. Uh, Andrew, you mentioned um, some of the stills that they brought up were like character designs where you, you saw characters in multiple outfits and whatnot. But I've seen that one of uh, this version of Daredevil going around quite a bit. And I think it's it looks really cool. Um, also, what comes to mind is Norman Osborn. You, you kind of talked about the hearkening back to like the old school comics and whatnot. They've definitely, they've adapted Norman Osborn so that uh, Norman Osborn so that he for my purposes he looks like he's African American but it, it totally works and I'm excited to see this new take on the character and uh, Doc Ock looks like he's going back towards the old school look so it'll be cool to see um, all these different iterations of these characters but yeah definitely excited yeah and uh, for all of you out there when this episode goes up I will try to be putting all of the pictures that we talk about throughout this episode on our social medias so you can check those stories these aren't or anything I post will not be a leak. It will only be officially released by Marvel stuff because I know there's some stuff that is confirmed, some stuff that is someone took a picture on their phone during Comic-Con. So I'm going to be doing the best I can to make sure the information that we're putting out to you is true to form. It's wild that the show has a sequel already. Yeah, they got a lot of faith in it, and rightly so. Spider-Man, Spider-Man's a breadwinner. What if also came with two seasons out the gate? It could just be something along the lines of they have so much story they want to tell. It can't fit into, I don't know how, I don't think they said how many episodes this is, but let's say it's a eight ten episode and they need to tell something that's 20. Well, they're just going to kind of keep doing that. 
But uh, as we talk about what if, I feel like that's a perfect time to go into our next piece of news, which is Let's hit it. what if season two coming early 2023. Woohoo! And season three also confirmed hot on the tails of season two as well, which I'm super excited about because they did the first two seasons. They said they were working on them at the same time, and I kind of thought that it was maybe not going to last. So to know that they have as much faith, despite it not being the most popular Mar- Marvel Disney Plus show, I'm just so excited that they're putting more and more into what What If can be. Well, the first season got nominated for an Emmy, so it's great to see it getting its just desserts here. With I mean, with all the two phenomenal voice actors and all that great story and tie-in, like each one of those episodes was just gold. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it sucks to say because we here obviously appreciate animation. It is, in my opinion, the most underappreciated Marvel show because I talk to so many people that haven't watched it or they're like, yeah, it was okay," Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, this is in my top five Marvel Disney Plus shows. Like it was so good when you actually like take a look at it, but it just kind of got overshadowed. So I'm glad that, you know, they're still letting these creators feel that love and continue on. But uh, yeah, you talked about the phenomenal voice acting. We also have confirmed most of the cast uh, is coming back in some capacity that we had from season one, if they're getting another episode, as well as the addition of Elizabeth Olsen coming in this time around for Wanda, which I don't believe she was Wanda in the previous season. She didn't have many speaking roles. In the yeah, last she was one. just a, a zombie, so <laughs> not necessary. <laughs> I remembered zombie in my head. She was also pre zombie but yeah there you go that's yeah there's no dialogue it was just like a flashback mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, i wonder if they're gonna throw in the uh the gamora episode in season two or to just scrapping that all together they did confirm that when season one came out that they had to push right. that due to the covid delays that we saw for season one mm. that's why it was weird but that they're we know about two episodes definitively which is the continuation of captain carter Uh, that we got teased at the end and the Gamora episode. There are several others that have been leaked or rumored online. We're not going to talk about those here. A, because I know some of our hosts like to avoid any sort of spoiler when we go into shows and B, because they're all unsubstantiated rumors at this point. So we're just going to kind of say, if you want to find out about what might be coming, you can look, but we're going to try and stay away from that as much as possible. Yeah, skirting around that as much as possible. I have seen some of those rumors and read some of those descriptions. And there's one in particular that we did not just bring up here that I I very much hope is true because it sounds like all I'll say is it sounds like a battle for the ages. That sounds very juicy and I'd love to keep it that way. Yes, Mm -hmm. but I will say, (laughs) and I told you guys I was going to ask this question. Do you have a wish for an episode that you could see in season two or season three? of what if because i had one that i came up with that i'm like this would be an interesting what if to get i was able to come up with one but i will defer to the two of you whoever wants to go first i couldn't think of one but it would be cool to just see shang chi in there somehow and there you go i'll say mine then because shang chi is mine and i forgive me i forget his sister's name off of the top of my head jialing jialing thank you I think it would be really interesting to see a what if episode of what if Zha Ling was the one to get the rings from her father. Because if you watch that movie, 
and they did a great job with the costume design. Both of their costumes have like baseball tee length sleeves. So it kind of comes just below their elbow. And the insinuation there is that their mother, when she made those costumes, thought to herself, one of these two is going to take the rings from their father someday. Their father's going to fall and they're going to inherit the rings. But both had those short sleeves. So the mother anticipated it could be either of my powerful children. And I would love to see a what if episode if instead of uh, Sean, it is Jai Ling gets the rings and goes on whatever illegal quest she's going to go on with the rings i think that would be a beautiful deviation of what we have already in the films and i know we're going to get more but i would love to see more with the rings or if the rings change her perhaps or what that looks like i would just love to see because they kind of tease that detail already now let's get the full picture so much villainy could happen in that episode but i can't get over that scene of her sitting on the throne just leaning over Let's get started. It's like, she's dangerous. Yeah, that sounds incredible. And it's really interesting that all three of us decided to go with Shang-Chi. And when you first started <laughs> describing your episode, I was worried that we might have gone the same way. But I really like the direction you took it. I think it's a natural direction to take it showing. Uh, what's her name one more time? Zhao Li. Zhao Ling. Zhao Ling. Yeah, just showing some of her resentments towards both Shang-Chi and her father and her own capability and just how much of a badass she is. Uh, yeah, I would, I would totally love to see that and see how she differs from her brother when she inherits that power. But uh, for mine, I decided to lean a little bit more into like the interconnectivity of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and kind of what season one did, getting to see stories that we're familiar with from kind of different perspectives. So my take on it, was what if Shang-Chi didn't run away from Win Wu? What if he fulfilled that mission that his father sent him on when he was a teenager and actually became like his father's perfect weapon and continued with his tutelage and became hardened? And I, I could totally see a scenario where if you remember in Ant-Man in 2015, when Darren Cross was having his bid for his pin particles, his manufactured pin particles, there was a member from the Nine Rings there so with that all going wrong, I can totally see a scenario where Shang-Chi would be sent to take out Scott Lang and we would have a battle between Ant-Man and Shang-Chi in San Francisco. And that would totally allow for Katie to come back and see her friend in a completely different light. And that's just where my mind went. I think it would be a lot of fun. That's really interesting, especially because I forgot that they're the two San Avengers that we currently have. That's just, mm-hmm. that's fitting. All right, I... Three if you count multiverse. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's that question of like, you know, how far are they going to go in seasons two and three? Because it's a note that I have as we go into a different show at some point that they're finally starting to have the animation catch up with the modern stuff. We're starting to see, you know, all of these new movies and characters also come into the animated world. So at what point do we get Eternals? And, uh, you know, Yelena, Hawkeye, uh, some of the characters from WandaVision, a, you know, Winter Soldier, different things that we've kind of seen in Phase 4. When do they move into that with What If and these other shows? I'm really excited to see. All of the options are there. Yeah. And on that note, I know we're we're focusing on the animation primarily, but it's just 
with that, with what you've just brought up there about, you know, the characters of phase four, how soon will they be incorporated? I was really surprised to learn just how quickly phase four will be over and we will be thrust into, into phase five. And on that note, I, I think it makes total sense to pick up the pieces of phase four and really start to incorporate them into these different, uh, universes and variations we'd see that that what if is the perfect playground for uh because as we know the new saga going forward is the multiverse saga owatu's gonna have some work to do give me jeffrey Wright. (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) all right all right what's what do we got next here so next up we have the i am groot trailer and first look we finally got that uh, in front of us, and it looks like it's going to be a fun little, you know, anthology series, just like we were announced. And that comes to us in August. August tenth, is it? Okay, August tenth, we get the five shorts on Disney Plus. Yes. I also just realized July is like over, so that's what yeah. <laughs> two, two weeks from now, if that. I think it's exactly two weeks. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So. That's going to be something fun and exciting. I'm not the biggest Groot fan, but it looks like it's going to be something interesting. But I think they said non-canon technically. I think it just looks fun. Yeah, I, I I don't know anything about the confirmation of whether or not it's it's canon or not. But yeah, Groot is known for only saying three words: "I am Groot." But here, my takeaway from this play, this trailer was just, I am cute. Because it just looks totally <laughs> cute, totally whimsical. Uh, reminds me of some of the episodes, some of the more like lighthearted and carefree episodes of like a series like uh, Love, Death, and Robots. And I'm excited for it. It doesn't have to be canon. It doesn't have to be have the highest stakes in the world. It's just going to be a nice little deviation with this character and, uh, you know, allow them just to sell that much more merchandise. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's all about Zuhair that. Shows a T-shirt that he has exactly. with Baby Groot on there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dude, the fact that he can just feed a whole civilization with one fart was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it looks like we're gonna uh, get like a fashion show with the different ways he can make the shrubbery, like the foliage appear on his body. It'll be interesting to see how creative he gets with that, but. I don't know how much more I can say about it other than it just looks really cute. Yeah, it'll be like Baymax level entertaining. Mm-hmm. And we do kind of have plans to cover it. I feel like that should be mentioned because this isn't technically CG animated. We're just taking it and running with it and we're going to talk about it at some point. So that's why it's also in our news episode, just so you're all aware of like, why is this here? Because we're going to do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the photorealistic animation. Um, All we love like, about Mad Batch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think this is a little more realistic than Bad Batch because we don't have, you know, humanoid characters to compare to with the environments and everything like that. But I think it's in the same vein as like Disney's remake of The Lion King, which there's the debate I've seen online on film Twitter of whether or not that's a live action remake or just another <laughs> animated remake. And technically it's just another animated remake. It's not a real lion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on I am Groot or what to expect from that series? I'm glad it's not canon because Matt only gets variant points for the fantasy team. 
So devious. So devious. All right. Well, next up is the news point that I might be the most excited about out of all of these shows that we are getting. And it's just more information about X-Men 97 uh, coming to us fall of 2023 and confirmed to be obviously an alternate universe because we don't have the X-Men in the MCU currently. Um <gasps> <laughs> but this is confirmed to be a direct follow-up to the X-Men animated series from the 90s originally. That's why they're calling it X-Men 97, is because it's meant to be in those years following. It's going to be in the same animation style, the same story that they want to tell, and all, a lot of the original mutants are coming back, along with introducing new notable mutants that they just didn't bother to put in the original show. Uh, Cable, Bishop, and Nightcrawler were some of the big ones that were mentioned, and... I'm just so excited because the X I keep hitting my microphone. I'm sorry if that one also came through folks, but it's just the X-Men are so awesome and they're so cool. And I know we have to wait to get them into the MCU. I'm glad they're taking their time, but at least this is something to hold over the fans of the mutants at this point. Yes, please take your time. Don't listen to the people. There's so much storytelling to do. There's so many cool characters that are being developed right now. Just focus on them. We can wait for X-Men, I promise. Yeah, that original X-Men animated series debuted in 1992 when I was two years old. So I definitely grew up with that series and have very fond memories. But I think one of the things I'm looking forward to more than anything is just being able to hear that without any interruptions because we've had it teased so much recently between multiverse of madness and miss marvel spoilers for miss marvel but uh yeah i just want to hear that theme song in all its glory (laughs) and then be able to watch a a new story with these characters it looks like magneto is now the leader of the x-men based on what i've seen you get like there was a still of him and uh that came out of comic-con with him without his helmet with a big m on his on his chest which you know, in case you forgot, he's Magneto. He's Magneto. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the ones where it's like, I know I watched it as a kid, but I just can't remember any storylines uh, for the life of me. But that being said, I do remember my favorite character. And I want to ask you all, who was your favorite character? Ooh, I'm basic. I was a Wolverine guy. I loved Wolverine. It was Cyclops for me. Interesting. Yeah, I think I have to go with Wolverine just because like they pitched that from the beginning of like, okay, he's going to be a big lead in all of this. But I also haven't seen it in so long because that was prior to my time. So it was only reruns when I was a kid. It was prior to my birth, too. It's been a couple of years since I've revisited it. Excuse me, voice crack there. It's been a couple of years since I've revisited it. But uh, even on my most recent like revisit, it was surprising what kind of themes it was introducing to a young audience. Like even that early on in the nineties, uh, the X-Men have obviously always been like an allegory for underrepresented people, outcast in society. And uh, it's, it's just great to see it. It would be great to be able to see the X-Men go back to what Stanley originally intended them to, to stand for. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. And like I said, I'm just so excited because 
it's gonna be more mutants those x-men movies are totally underrated but also not great so (laughs) it's a nice mixed bag so this is this is fun for us there are some really fun ones and then some that are just so it's not even the ones that are just like bad because i can have some fun with those it's the ones that are just run-of-the-mill boring like i have the biggest issue i think most recently with x-men apocalypse because it was just boring oh i like those movies yeah i i prefer dark phoenix over apocalypse and i know a lot of people are probably like gasping about that that train scene was really cool yeah yeah, I, anyway. I, I put them in that boat of like it was before we knew how to do really good superhero movies like it was pre MCU. You know, think about how Spider-Man was totally different in the early 2000s in the same way it was totally different from The Dark Knight. Prior to that, we didn't know anything. So in the 90s, when they did that first X-Men, it was just like, yeah, let's put some characters on a screen and see what happens. Well, that moment in X2 where you see Nightcrawler going through the White House is still one of like my fist pump moments from like being in the theater when I was growing up. It's, it's epic. Oh yeah. That's why I'm excited to have Nightcrawler come back in the series. When you asked who my favorite character was in that series, it was Wolverine, but that's only because Nightcrawler wasn't there. I've always loved Nightcrawler. Anyway, moving on. All right. Zoo, you want the next piece? One more thing for the MCU. We have Marvel Zombies as TVMA. There's no current date, but uh, apparently we're going to have newer characters such as Shang-Chi, Yelena, and Icarus involved with that. Yeah, this is exactly what I kind of teased of like, they're catching up to the new characters. They're going to put newer, you know, versions on screen. I think there were some even teased we're going to get some like Phase 4 and 5 or whatever time this comes out characters as zombies as well, which is like... Uh, I don't I don't know if they've confirmed it's in the exact same universe as the one we left in What If, but it's it's going to be something bloody and gory. And I am curious and surprised that they're actually swinging for the TVMA fences. Who else survived the original one aside from Spider-Man? Uh, uh, Scott Lang had his head like in a jar, kind of like a la Futurama. And mm-hmm. did we also have black panther missing an arm missing a leg or a leg okay was it just those three huh i feel like there had to be at least one have been at least one right yeah well no because wasn't the only woman of the surviving group uh jane and she sacrificed herself hope hope yeah hope I remember that. We yeah. also had a Koye at one point, but I feel like she went down early with Happy, didn't she? Mm. She yeah. got killed by Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I think mm. it was like Spider-Man was the only intact survivor. And then we also okay. had that question at the end of were they flying to whatever city zombie Thanos showed up at, which also brought up a lot of questions so i wouldn't be surprised if this is not in universe or if we're just getting a whole new cast of survivors like these are that was the new york group now we get the san francisco group or something along those yeah that i would like that instead of having a zombie icarus because it was a decent story and i was very engaged with it so i feel like there is possibility to move on with that but like that's supposed to be its own series right yes it is going to be its own separate series 
Yeah, so it, and then they they killed off a lot of the people that we like in the one episode, but that could still really be fascinating if they just moved on with that. It's a spinoff of a spinoff. The Walking Dead did Fear the Walking Dead. It's just inherent to the zombie genre, I guess. Yeah, because at Comic-Con, they also announced Tales of the Walking Dead, which is the spinoff of Fear the Walking Dead that's coming out soon. Oh, wow. I didn't know about that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So. The saga continues. Yeah, it's going to be a while, I think, until we get more Marvel Zombies information. But. I wasn't excited about it until they said, hey, it's going to be TVMA. Hey, here's a picture of a whole new cast of characters. Like now there's some actual intrigue that they're starting to build up here. For sure. We didn't get a lot of news on it, so I don't I don't know if I have much more to say about it. But I love horror. I love animation and I love Marvel. So bring it on. And you love brains. Brains. I do. <laughs> All right, is it time to drop to the dark side of the pond here? I yeah. guess so. <laughs> Let's All do it. right. Hello, darkness, my old friends. We're here to talk DC again. Ah, DC. They didn't give us a ton for animation, but we're still going to talk about what they gave us because it's kind of interesting and exciting and DC has a lot going on. I know there are some conversations about what that looks like, but one place that you can't question what they do have going is animation. They've been consistently pumping out films uh, on average like three a year for the past bunch of years, and they're continuing on that path. They've started another connected universe called the Tomorrowverse, which is still going on. I think the Green Lantern movie that comes out later this year is part of that Tomorrowverse, and then I'm just going to run through the list of movies and then we can kind of talk about what this looks like. They have Batman and Superman Battle of the Super Sons will be releasing in October. They are making a Legion of Superheroes film set to release in 2023. And there's also an animated adult themed series about the Legion of Superheroes also in the works for HBO Max. I don't know if it connects to the movie, but they have mentioned it in a couple articles that it is also going on. Um, I don't know what the words adult themed means. Always scares me a little that they're going to do some silly comedy thing, but that's at least going on. There is also Batman, the doom that came to Gotham. That is going to be a spinoff Batman movie. A new justice society of America film is in the works, which is probably going to try and tie into the tomorrow verse uh, justice league world war world and Ruby spelled W-R-B-Y, X Justice League. It is a crossover with the Ruby anime. So it's going to be some sort of anime Justice League film that they have going on. So that's the animated slate coming out of DC. And it sounds super exciting. Like my only complaint about all of this DC stuff is they don't release directly to HBO Max. So they go directly mm-hmm. to DVD and then you have to wait a period of time. Like I think there was one that came out in January that came out like last month finally on HBO Max that I can watch. So mm. I'm wondering if they're going to start pivoting soon and try and stream these at some point. But I'm excited for them. You spelled Werby. Yeah. Did I spell it wrong? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you were like Ruby spelled W-R-B-Y. I'm like, that's Werby. <laughs> <laughs> the dyslexia comes so a lot of this sometimes i know right uh there is a lot of these that i don't know anything about and i haven't actually looked into but ruby is one of those ones where i've seen a good chunk if that series have not finished it like 
you don't even have to watch the series. If you go on and look at like everyone's like individual character video, the animation is stunning. It looks really cool. So the the RWBI stands for red, white, black, and yellow. That was just the name of the characters and their weapons and how they fought and the music that went with it. Like all of it was insane. So a version of that that's actually tying in with Justice League, I imagine, is just like a lot of the artwork that they're incorporating into that or the animation style. Dude, it's something else. It's really something else. It's so cool. Yeah, sounds like it. I didn't know a thing about it, so it's it's nice to get those insights and uh, increase my level of anticipation right there. Um, as far as the other stuff goes, uh, Legion of Superheroes film and then the series uh, for HBO Max kind of sticks out to me, especially you know coming off the heels of Young Justice minor spoilers for Young Justice, but it does involve some Legionnaires. So any opportunity to learn a little bit more about that group of superheroes, I'm down for. Uh, It'd be nice to see if there's any kind of interconnectivity there. And I'll try not to take too much umbrage with uh, your questioning of the adult theme there, Andrew, because if it's anything like Harley Quinn, I am sold already because I... I love I love DC and I love it when it can like not take itself so seriously and be a little more tongue in cheek and have fun with it. And I think the Harley Quinn series is doing that phenomenally. So if they want to do another series in that vein, I'm on board. That's fair. I mean, it's just adult animation. I'm holding up big air quotes, folks. So often applies to like Family Guy or American Dad, which sure has its place but i don't love that alongside dc harley quinn has hit a very specific mark that i'm like okay this is fine i'm just hesitant that they continue down that path because if they don't have the right writers that are willing to know the material well enough to make the jokes because i will say there's some stuff going on in harley quinn season three that the jokes if you are a comic fan are so funny and specific it's just there. It's a love letter more than it's silly comedy. So they would have to take a very careful approach to do that with the Legion of Superheroes. It's not out of the question, but the words adult animation always put me on a little bit of a fence. But no, I agree. It could be exciting. And I will say the Batman, the doom that came to Gotham is also really interesting because there is a comic of the same name. It's a three issue miniseries published under the DC Elseworlds And it deals with a Batman of the 1920s and actually is taking Lovecraftian inspiration. The title is a allusion to Lovecraft's The Doom That Came to Sarnath, as this is The Doom That Came to Gotham. Ah, So I think it deals with some Lovecraftian iterations of the Dark Knight villains, which could be really, really cool if they do it in a good capacity. Because I know uh, Gotham by Gaslight I haven't actually seen, but is a similar like batman of the 1800s with horse and buggies so that was well done i'm curious to see what they do here and yeah like i said dc just is doing a really good job on the animated front and i'm curious to know how much it's going to continue as they go into these universes and other things like that yeah learning that little bit more about the doom that came to gotham definitely increases my excitement i guess just hearing the title like my mind went to um, either Doom Patrol or even like Doomsday, maybe like Batman would go up against one of Superman's villains. But uh, yeah, if you're going to incorporate Lovecraftian themes and and kind of have that bent on it, I it definitely increases my excitement for it. So thanks for sharing those details. Um, I did want to highlight on the 
just a Society of American uh, film. Did we get any kind of release date for that? Because I know you brought up the point about a lot of these not hitting HBO Max until they've been on DVD for or Blu-ray home release for a little while. So they didn't really have release dates on any of these except for the Legion of Superhero film. I think okay. as they're announcing them, it's roughly okay. These will hopefully come out in 2023, 2024. But I think mm-hmm. they're kind of just dealing with what delays might look like or anything like that, that the film industry is all under because the Super Sons film that I mentioned is releasing in October, I think okay. was supposed to originally release this summer. So okay. I think they're just kind of working out the bugs of all of that. It wouldn't surprise me if they initially de- intentionally delayed uh the super sons one so that they had like more stuff to show and just to give it a little more hype in front of people. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, Batman versus Superman or Batman and Superman together, whether it is Bruce Wayne or Damian Wayne and Kal-El or Connell, still pretty exciting mm-hmm. to get some sort of story along those lines. So hopefully they get that stuff out a little quicker though. So we could talk about the connected universe as it comes out, because that would definitely be exciting. Yeah, and it makes sense, like, knowing that we're getting that in October, that they have a release date, like a hard release date for that, because the main reason I brought up Justice Society of America speaking to interconnectivity is because I know we're getting the Black Adam film in October as well. So I was wondering if maybe they wanted to increase awareness about some of those those characters that were in the Justice Society, but it doesn't sound like that's the case. Is If it was coming out in October, we would certainly know that was the case. But still, something to look forward to. Maybe after seeing Black Adam, people will be more a little more hungry to learn more about those characters and it will benefit that film releasing afterwards yeah and i I know we're here to talk about animation but you know we have another show on the network that you can talk all you want about marvel shows i'm gonna do it here i'm so excited for the dc live action movies it's not even funny like that was the most exciting stuff that came out of comic-con for me was the black adam information it just looks like it's gonna be so good i have already started chugging through comics to get ready for it like it seems like the rock has a lot going on. Yeah. Dr. Fate's doing it. Hawkman's there. It's just, it's going to be great. And the Shazam trailer, like it wasn't just, I'm going to see this because it's another like DC movie. It actually intrigued me. Like they did a really Mm -hmm. good job with that trailer of actually making it seem more interesting than the first movie, in my opinion, because the first one was a lot of like, ah, I'm a silly kid in an adult body. The second one seems like, oh no, we are actual superheroes now. Let's do this. So DC doesn't have a ton of stuff coming out this year. This will, you know, they'll only be at three movies, but it seems like they have three pretty polished movies in this universe, whether it's even connected or not, because there was also some information out of Comic-Con about whether or not these movies are in the DCEU or if that exists or not. We're not going to get into that. They're still trying to figure that out. Yeah, I mean, as everything going on with the flash is only going to make that more difficult for them. But I I had to give it a little shout because I know the MCU cast did their Comic-Con coverage of all the Marvel stuff. So if you want the live action, definitely go give them a listen. But because we don't have a DC DC show on the network, I wanted to at least give a little shout to all of my other DC fans out there. Cause I know there's at least a handful of you that are in support of me of, you know, we got the DC stuff going. Lou Pulse, Lou Pulse, Lou Pulse. And (laughs) speaking of loopholes, we have one more DC related thing to talk about. Um, (laughs) Zuhair and I have been, you know, saying, okay, this counts as animation. 
uh, the Gotham yep. Knights video game that is coming yep. early next year. We got another trailer, and this time it was the Batgirl gameplay trailer, and it just looks absolutely amazing. Uh, it's from the same studio that brought us the Gotham or, or not Gotham Arkham Origins game. So there is something at least good behind it. And the characters that they've put in this game just look amazing with all of the Robins and all of the villains. The rogues gallery just looks absolutely stunning. The fighting style that they have Barbara Gordon using, it just looks amazing. Zuhair, what are you? How excited are you for this? I, I don't even know. What to I'm say. so excited for this dude. Like Arkham Knight was such a fun game and I can't wait to play something like this on a PS five. Now and not have to worry about load times. It is such a blessing. Uh, but also, like, we didn't get to see, like, too much of Barbara Gordon because she was more Oracle than she was Batgirl. So, actually, that was the one character that I was like, okay, what is this person, like, going to offer? And that's why I'm really happy that the first character trailer was with her because she looks insane. So, like, if I'm this in love with, like, her fighting style and her premise and her character... There's no way I'm not going to love Jason Todd and Dick Grayson when they eventually come up. Like, this looks amazing. The colors are awesome. The character design, the gameplay, all of it. Just, I can't wait. It's going to be such a fun. And it's like slow season for work, so you know I will be grinding through it. <laughs> yeah. Jay Scotty, have you kept up with any of the Gotham Knights stuff? Um, I haven't. I haven't been playing video games as much lately. It's just an area of my life I haven't had as much time for, and I don't have a next-gen console either. So I love video games, and I'll look forward to revisiting a lot of the ones that I didn't get a chance to play uh, when there's a built-up catalog and they're on sale and whatnot. Uh, So with that being said, I just haven't been paying as close attention to video game stuff. But I love the, the Arkham series. The first two games especially were a highlight for me. Um, I enjoyed Arkham Origins as well. So to know that that studio is is getting another opportunity to to play around with the characters uh, is is great. And it's Batman has has built up such a legacy, and the Bat family has earned fan of it, fans of its own. It'll be interesting to see what kind of story they churn out without Batman at the forefront. Yeah, because I know this isn't canon with the Arkham trilogy, but like. Is, I don't remember, did he leave Gotham or did he die? He died. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. this is not at all, this is totally separate from the Arkham games. They have said, like, nope, we're just doing a fresh start. They are working on the other game that is in the Arkham storyline, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which we didn't get information on because that's been delayed a couple times now. But, it, yeah, like I, I said, that one as much. it's animated characters, so we're counting this, it's a loophole be prepared when that time comes and it does come out. Zuhair and I are probably going to have more things to say on it. So if you like video games, that's also a really fun talking point. Games, 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 games. All right. But that is it from DC as we are going a little longer than I think we anticipated here. Um, But we do have a couple of non-DC points to talk about with animation as well. So... Indeed. First up... Uh, Jay Scouty, I think you mentioned a while ago that you were excited for this. Uh, Gremlin Secrets of the Mogwai is coming in 2023. I believe they gave some special looks and images at Comic-Con. They talked a little bit more with the cast, and then they mentioned an array of guest stars that are going to be a part of this show in the form mm-hmm. of Sandra O, oh, Randall Park, Bowen Yang, and George Takai. 
which is just an amazing cast of people to have as guest stars in this show. So I am loosely associated with the Gremlins, but I know you said you were excited. So what are your thoughts on what we're getting here with this, Jay Scotty? Yeah, it's it's a shame I didn't have a chance to to dive into the details that were revealed about this show, but just I am excited for it. Uh, being a fan of horror and horror comedy and kind of growing up at that time when Chris Columbus uh, was putting out the majority of his films, including Gremlins and Gremlins 2. Uh, I'm a big fan. But just hearing this list of the guest characters, it makes me think that we're going to end with the title, The Secrets of the Mogwai. I think we're just going to learn a lot more about their origin and maybe get to spend time in the land of their origin and uh, just get to see other, other encounters with the gremlins that kind of instilled this urban myth or like the, just the fear and mythology around the gremlins and the gremlins are, are the best of horror comedy. You get laugh out loud slapstick humor with some really creepy char- character designs. So Animation is the perfect uh, avenue to embrace that. And I'm really excited to to learn more about the series and to get it uh, before too long in 2023 here. Yeah. And to give you a little bit more, because you were hoping to get the origins, I believe they did confirm that this show is about the gremlins before Gizmo met Randall. So it oh, okay. is going to be something in the realm. And I believe Gizmo is confirmed part of the show. Like it's not just going to be some okay. random gremlins. It is actually okay. going to be like, I guess our gremlins is how I would phrase it. And some of what they were doing before we actually saw them hit the big screen. Sweet. Even more reason to be excited and bring that fan base from those original films back. Any thoughts, Zoo, or you want to just do the next news piece? I know nothing about any of that. So when y'all are ready, sure, we can move. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this next one, I'm sure you'll have some thoughts on. details from avatar the last airbender film we, we learned who it's actually going to be about so don't let me steal the thunder here i know you guys are the big avatar the last airbender aficionados and fans so take it away the gang is back <laughs> give me more zuko zuko <laughs> zuko I mean, the little comic bits of that was so fascinating, like talking about the the struggle of like, what's part of the Earth Kingdom? What's part of the Fire Nation? How do we like make these our own colonies and have the, the development of Republic? Like all the political stuff that went behind this that actually is like Aang's wheelhouse and the conflict that Aang and Zuko, like they were ready to kill each other just over like disagreements on how to proceed. And it was... Really fascinating comic stuff. So not only did we get teased a lot with flashbacks and Korra, but then we had the comics on top of that as well. And it's been nothing but great storytelling. So to actually see it in full animated form with our favorite characters. Um, have they confirmed voice actors at all? If it's anybody returning? So they haven't really... Well, no, they haven't done much of anything. They weren't even at Comic-Con there is like the avatar official whatever podcast and they made a video saying hey we wanted to come at you with some special news that we realized we were able to release and say you know there's rumors about this being about kiyoshi no we're going to confirm to you right now the first film is about uh avatar ang and the rest of the gang 
and that's what we know. They were just kind of blanketed with that statement. They did mention that it's going to be directed by Lauren Montgomery, who directed some of The Legend of Korra and some of Voltron New Defender. So it is a known quantity that does a lot of good. But they did also say that this is from Avatar Studios, I found out while doing the deep dive. So when the original creators of Avatar left the Netflix show back in 2020, a year later in Mm -hmm. 2021, they formed Avatar Studios under Nickelodeon, Mm -hmm. which means they have full creative control and they are helming up this, which I did not know until I was doing the deep dive for all of this. So totally exciting, totally amazing. And sounds like we might be closer than we think possibly 2023 2024 for this first film so it's coming like i'm excited yeah i didn't know about the cora tie-ins um but yeah i did know about the creators like leaving that and wanting to do this more and that's why i was excited as i was when we got started getting more details on it for sure so yeah we don't have a lot of information there and i would also be remiss uh we did get some very 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 important information about the live action tv show Uh, Over the weekend, the original voice actor for the cabbage vendor is coming back as the cabbage vendor in the live action TV show It is the most important (laughs) thing that they are having. Not only a cabbage vendor. (laughs) Well, now I'm intrigued again. Yes, Now I'm ready to watch the live action show. The cabbage vendor is back and he looks just like the character. It's it's amazing. But I needed to say that because that was also some information, whether or not this live action show is good we'll find out but i am still excited for all of the things avatar that we have coming yes cabbage man and um the the guy who plays mr kim on kim's convenience being uncle iroh that's that's my intrigue with the show (laughs) yeah it'll still be good but that wasn't really comic-con news that just happened and i'm like i need to say this it's amazing um i'm sure he'll also come back for if they need the cabbage actually they're gonna need the cabbage man in the always need the cabbage man you need the cabbage man because he's got to make cabbage corp so you know uh so we got a good laugh out of that our last piece of news is we had a bunch of stuff come out of crunchyroll for anime related news nothing that we can really talk to um as for the new anime but they announced I want to say 10 or 12 anime that are coming over the course of the next couple of months to Crunchyroll, which is awesome. But the only one that I had heard something about that was a big deal is a anime called Devil is a Part-Timer. It was a pretty popular anime for a good while, but it only had one season. And it actually just came back for a second season after a 10-year hiatus. So if there were any of you out there that were a fan of this original anime, I just wanted to also throw into our news segment here... Uh, It is back, and I believe you can actually start streaming that second season now. Uh, So if you're a Crunchyroll subscriber, that is also out there. And let us know if it's worth watching. Yeah, I just finished My Hero Academia, so I'm all the way caught up. So I may need some anime recommendations soon. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not short of giving you a list. You you say you're caught up. You've completed season five? Yes, I finished season five finally. So yeah. I am totally like, ready for season six. Yeah, likewise. I've, I recently finished up my uh, my viewing of season five, but um, I have not watched The Devil is a Part-Timer, even though I've, I've frequently seen it on various streaming services. I want to say they've got a hub on Hulu here most recently, but it does kind of give me hope, the fact that it was on a 10-year hiatus. It reminds me of another 
anime that was on Netflix for a good while. And maybe this is just wishful thinking, but just seeing one series be able to come back after that long, I would love it if Dead Man Wonderland got a a second season that just like had a total cliffhanger. So uh, if you are like me and watch that first season and want more, let's start the campaign right now. Let's get that show back and complete that story because we deserve it. We do deserve it. Well, I was going to say, as we were mentioning, like, oh, we need some recommendations and stuff like that. I did also want to throw out there because I forgot to do it at the time. Um, if you guys out there had any thoughts for what you would like to see out of uh, What If Season 2 or Season 3, I wanted to hear your other thoughts. That's why I pitched the question at these guys. Um, so if any of you out there are Marvel fans and have some thoughts on what you would like to see, totally write into us. And also feel free to write into us about any of the stuff that you're excited about because all this news episode really means is we now have to plan out the next calendar year of what we're going to be covering. So as that time comes, if there's something that you were super jazzed about that we either didn't talk enough about or didn't talk about at all, feel free, let us know so we can start filing that in. We know we have a bunch of stuff with I am Groot and star Wars coming later this year. So there's going to be plenty of things and Disney plus or D D23 is in like a month as well. So we're expecting more Marvel and Star Wars news. We're probably going to get more things to talk about in the meantime as well. Yep. And just around the corner, we were discussing when we're going to cover the first three seasons of Harley Quinn season three, which was brought up here, uh, just debuted on HBO Max. So stay tuned for that coming out soon. Um, And like Andrew just mentioned, our reaction to I Am Groot will be uh, very closely on the heels of when that premieres on Disney plus August 10th. Do we Anything know else we should let the people know about? Oh, go ahead. Do we know is I am Groot coming out all at once or weekly? I believe so. Since it's shorts again, I think they're going to drop it all at once. Probably an all at once. Okay. That at least makes our lives a little easier. <laughs> yeah. So that last bit of news, um, apparently Keanu Reeves has a comic book series that, is going to be two seasons of an anime already. He yeah, what's wrote it, called? it. Yeah. It's called Berserker with no vowels. Oh, B-R-Z-R-K-R. And it's him. He is the main character of the anime. Yeah. <laughs> it looks sick. Like the, the visual is like him with a red cloud behind him and just a bunch of knives and arrows in his chest. This is rad. Berserker is a brutally epic saga about an immortal warrior's 80,000 year fight through the ages. The man only known as B is half mortal and half God cursed and compelled to violence, even at the sacrifice of his sanity. This is this is so cool. Keanu Reeves is the biggest nerd and I love it. I'm intrigued. Yeah. He is exactly who we all want him to be and he's that much better for for being that so <laughs> looking forward to has it been planned for two full seasons as of now cool right on uh speaking of anime the dragon ball z movie is coming out in two weeks i don't know if either of you are into it or plan on watching it all but i sure as hell will be i we I've, shall see i've never does seen it, a single does... minute of dragon ball z does That's it pick fine. up right after Dragon Ball Z, or would you have to know like what's taking place? So in it's Dragon part Ball? of a, uh, it's part of Dragon Ball Super, and it's like the next okay. part of that story. Yeah. Gotcha. I had a feeling that might be the case. I haven't watched any Dragon Ball since Dragon Ball Z, but I do love Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. 
so it's hopefully good. it does well. It's been nice to see these anime films do particularly well in theaters these days. So hopefully it has that uh, success as well. I'm sure it will being as popular series as Dragon Ball Z is. All right. Well, I need to find a Dragon Ball fan to talk to me about it because I will be excited. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I might see it. I don't know. I have a movie theater accessible ah. to me now that I have moved out of middle of nowhere in New York. So I can watch mm-hmm. movies now, folks. We don't have to wait on me finding a theater to see it at. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we've reached that point of the episode where we're ready to get out of here. I know I am. So uh, anything you guys want to let the people know about before we close the book on this one? Uh, concluded my weekly drop-ins with the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast to talk about Miss Marvel. So if you're one of those people who binge the show after it's done, all those episodes are there waiting for you. Check out the interview as well. Um, and yeah, aside from that, uh, the Fantasy Hero League, if you are a part of that, finally has a Patreon. So the plan right now is if you're a Patreon member, you can join us on YouTube to see the behind the scenes on how we go through the numbers the many arguments between Saturday and myself and settling that together and then once it's all set and tied in a bow then we bring it out to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast so if you want to check that out and talk to us and give us your thoughts and all that stuff check out Patreon all right Andrew anything you'd like to let the people know about or the social media plugs what you got going on Nah, nothing that I have going on as of yet. Uh, keep an eye on the social medias. I apologize. There was a bit of a gap in there, as many of our followers might know, uh, but that's due to the move that I was talking about. But I promise as of this week, we're going to be back up and running full on full force. And yeah, you'll be able to see everything on all of our socials, uh, Twitter, animation to live one and facebook and instagram animation deliberation we are there it's a great way to share us and get more information about us out there sweet all right for myself uh what we do in the shadows season four has started streaming on fx on hulu and myself and karen huffstetler are doing a our reaction series on pandavision so keep an eye out for that the first three episodes actually the first four episodes are out now but we've only covered the first three so i am looking forward to watching the fourth episode and uh, i believe that's it for me so thank you all so much for listening to this episode let us know what you're most excited for coming out of san diego comic-con and keep tuning in that's t-o-o-n-i-n stay whelmed and i'm back for a while muscle muscle Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. At Solomon Brothers Jewelers, their customers always come first. They're a family business that has been setting the standard of customer care for over 30 years. They have thousands of in-stock options for wedding bands, engagement rings, and loose diamonds, and can promise the lowest prices at the highest quality. A diamond marks a new chapter in your life. Trust Solomon Brothers experts with commemorating the most precious moments in your life. Visit SolomonBrothers.com today to begin making memories. When you're at Walt Disney World Resort for the world's most magical celebration, every moment is amazing and the memories last a lifetime. 
because when you celebrate with us, nothing could be more magical. Stay near the magic. Book your theme park tickets and get hotel rates from $94 per night plus tax at DisneySpringsHotels.com slash 50. Rates based on availability. Blockout dates may apply. See website for details. Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery times not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.